Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 280 as Joe plays with virtual background. That didn't go great. No. We are here to talk about a great card. See how I spun that? Islam Makachev. In my mind, he's the A-side. No, don't. I, I get it, everybody. The champ has a name. and Yeah, yeah, you'll talk about it. Charles Oliveira. And Islam Makashev taking on taking each other on for the UFC lightweight title. Did you know the last time a lightweight champion lost his belt in in the cage? It was six years ago. I did six not know years. that. And it was um, that was Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor was the last time a lightweight champion was defeated to lose his belt. Co-main event: Aljamain Sterling taking on T.J. Dillashaw. Um, Going to be a fun card. Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley. I'm really looking forward to um, Benil Dariush and Mateus Gamrat. should be fun. What's not going to be fun is trying to pronounce the names on this card. It's going to be a friggin' nightmare. And I'll be the guy taking the lead on that. I'm your host. Uh, I go by Sniper MMA. Follow me on Twitter at Sniper underscore MMA. But that's all you're really going to hear from me other than quips and making fun of our analysts, the co-host, the important guys of the show. And just on If you're watching on YouTube, just... Chris, that's all, that's, all, that's all you put in there, Chris, for um, in StreamYard? Yeah, we're good to go. You, saw, I, you, you know, I didn't on Twitter at real, the real, at real Chris Olsen and Joe, better known as Sun Tzu Guys. You ready to talk about 280? Yeah. Know, uh, baby. Like you said, uh, fun card. I'm going to step in front of Joe because that's just how I do it. Uh, yeah. If we, uh, no, fun card for sure. Um uh, best main card, um, you know, we've seen in a while. Uh, this one might actually be worth the 70, 80, 90 bucks, whatever they ask these days. Um, but definitely a fun card. A lot of fun stuff on uh, prelims. I noticed that a, a fight that, Joe, you were interested in uh, fell out. Uh, I know. That's a bummer, Spring, man. Which is Almeida versus uh, Tuka Goff. I think a lot of people were waiting for that one. But we got some interesting uh, prelims, too, and, uh, you know, lots of ways to – bed and play dfs and make money so i'm excited to talk about it let's do it let's get into it before we do though make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for 10 day free trial to all their premium content they got you covered for all types of fantasy sports regular you know season long daily all that stuff 10 day free trial no credit card required subscribe to our podcast and youtube channel rotowire 
MMA. Let's start off with oh, a women's fight. So I guess Joe has to go first this week. It's Carol Carol Rosa at ninety two hundred taking on Lena Landsberg seven thousand current line on this fight. Rosa is I hate the tap that UFC. Sorry, the best fight odds is nowhere close to the right order anymore. Carol uh, is minus three thirty. Come back on Lena Landsberg is plus two seventy five. I'm just gonna give my quick picks off the top because I want to keep these condensed and more time to, you know, poke at you guys. That's what I want to do now. I just want to poke and jab and entertain. Don't the wife get jealous? I mean, come on. I I like, I like Karen. No, she'll be like, go. Just, it's fine. Wow. (laughs) I'll be, she'll be like, go bring that energy somewhere else for a night. You're fine. Nice. Uh, Carol Rosa is who I pick here. I think she takes the path of least resistance she can strike. She can grapple. I think in this one she'll grapple because she can. I think she beats Lena Landsberg. Joe, MMA, women's MMA whisperer, what do you got? Yeah, I, w- I wish I really had a hot take for you on, on this fight, but it's it's pretty straightforward. Look, Landsberg, a.k.a. the Elbow Queen, 7K, Rosa at 9.2K. Um, I, I really think this is kind of a farewell fight for Landsberg. She's 40 years old. Um, Rosa's coming off a loss, I believe, to Sarah McMahon. Um, I, I honestly, this is a big step down for her. Um, she gets back on track here. My only concern is, will she get the finish? And from a DraftKings perspective, I don't know. Well, I suppose she could get a number of takedowns and get some control time, but a 9.2 K on this slate, is that going to be enough? Now she certainly has some upside. I mean, she has some DraftKings, uh, she has some DraftKings points totals, um, going back to Edwards Mello and Propicio, uh, 109, 110, 112, and then 89 to 89 with Correa. So, you know, she lost to Sarah McMahon, put up 37 points, um, you know, in a loss where she was an 8.9 K favorite. So she certainly has the potential to break a hundred. Honestly, I don't know that Landsberg is better than Correa, Edwards or Mello. Um, so you know, I, I think she could be very sneaky as a pivot from some of the top higher owned, better named male fighters on this slate. Um, I, I think her ownership's going to be low. I don't know, Sean, if you've, you know, calculated ownership yet, but like, I think her ownership is going to be pretty low. And I think she could be, you know, an interesting pivot. Although I, I do believe a lot of it is going to be based on, she's going to have to get a lot of takedowns and control time if it goes to decision. Um, if, you know, otherwise, um, I don't really see her. If if Landsberg clinches her up against the cage, um, that's kind of her game. And and you know, we don't get the takedowns. It's going to be a really low score for Rosa. You know, if she wins a decision, so we need takedowns or we need a finish. Chris, you got you got a crazy hot take for us? Come on, this is your special. Uh, no, I do not. I, I'm going to stop instinctively turning my head because I can see the game when I if I just look in here. So sorry about that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say stream yard. I, I was going to say, uh, there's not a lot of whispering required for this one, but I think Joe hit on why I don't like this for DFS. It's because Landsberg, her only game is to, like, wall install you up against the fence and try to, like, land elbows or shots. And occasionally she'll convert takedowns. I mean, she's not Sarah McMahon, who's this big, strong wrestler. So I'm not concerned that we're going to get a repeat of that. I think Hosa wins, but I'm going to say, if you want to play this fight um, – Hosa via decision, minus 120 for a minus 325. 
Hosa only wins by decision. Landsberg doesn't get finished. That seems pretty good to me. Um, seems like a lot of value there. That that was on FanDuel that I saw that. So, uh, and uh, wrote that up too, hint, hint. I'll, I'll be dropping those those uh, seeds all night. But, yeah, I, I don't like this for DraftKings because even if Landsberg wins, I can't really trust her to put up a lot of points, even with the control time there. So I'm probably going to fade this one in DFS, but the pick is Hosa. All right, let's move on to our next fight. Next up, we got Muhammad Makayev, 9,600, taking on Malcolm Gordon, 6,600. Uh, line, current line in this fight, which is important because it keeps getting more inflated. Uh, I'm going to go with DraftKings odds. Makayev, minus 1,250, comeback on Gordon, plus 800. I just did a whole breakdown on this fight uh, on my YouTube channel, um, so you guys can check that out. And it's not because of any great insight to the fight itself. It's about 9,600 is a lot on DraftKings. How are you going to build some of these lineups? The pick is Mikhaev by any way he wants. If he doesn't want to win in the first 60 seconds, scoring is going to be tough. Obviously, cash games get him in if you can, but it means you're sacrificing probably one of the favorites in the main or co-main. I mean, you're not double stacking those favorites unless your lineup is going to get real, real screwy. Um, I think you probably do in cash games in GPP. I made a case I'd rather play – if you had three lineups, how many Makayevs would you rather put in? I'm not going to give you the choice of one or two. You have to play zero Makayev or three. Which one would um, you guys play? Chris, just – Three. Joe? One. Uh, you get, your choices are it's zero or three. Uh, then if, if those are only my only two choices, it would have to be three. See, I would go zero. I would argue the other side. Well, it's hard I, to get 9,600 in the optimal lineup unless a few dogs are barking. And, and Nan, Nan says uh, three as well, I would argue that. And that few, few hey, things. Sean, Sean no, what you're forgetting, though, is he was 9,500 in his last fight, and he put up 120. I think both it's, fights it's, were 120, right? He's next to fight before at 9.1K. You can't just assume you, you're assuming. No, no, but I mean, you you at least have some data here. You're right. right. But if other people on the card also put up 100 to 120, it gets less valuable. And Uh, if you only have three lineups, ownership-wise, I want to win the whole thing. I'm better off playing none. Wow, I get it. My my ideal number is probably the two is how I'm going to attack it. But I'm just saying in terms of those two extremes, I'm on the zero side. I would be more than thrilled with 120. That's all I have to say. Well, cash game's a different story. Get him in in cash game. I'm not playing cash this week. Yeah, so it's just that's I wanted to have a different spin in this fight because if we have any additional technical analysis, I might just leave the call. Mm-hmm. Chris, who you got? But his but his ownership uh, probably less than his ownership, maybe like low twenty percent, right? You think so? Does it become? Mikhaev? Yeah, you think people are everybody's paying up? Oh yeah, yeah he's gonna have high everybody ownership. else on the card. Okay. Well, you know, you, you've got a you've got a you've got a main event favorite at really low odds that you could balance. Not favorite, I'm sorry, a main event live dog that live you could dog, balance. Yeah. You know, uh, this this fight with, um, and come them. up with the blend. Main and co-main. Yeah, People like, main and co-main. I think he'll be fifty percent owned. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say pretty close to that myself. And I'm not wow. I'm not an ownership guy. I'm I'm you know Sean and you know Brad are far better at ownership than I am. I, I honestly I would take that under, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. 
Wait, 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 wait. Podcast bed? Uh, okay, what do you have in mind? A shoey? Same thing as Joe did. Oh, Buy a shirt. A shirt. You got to do the shirts. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, so wait. So what is? So what name? happens is you get you if you win you buy a shirt and he has to wear on the air. If he wins, he buys a shirt that you have uh, to wear on the air. Yeah. No. I I absolutely want to do that. Let's do that. Yeah. 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 But fifty percent right, set up. You got it. All right. Looking cool. forward to it. Um. Right, oh, by the way, uh, Makaya yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So Go. so yeah. So here's the thing. Look, I'm not gonna. I have no hot takes here. But what I find really interesting is. You know, Malcolm Gordon is coming off of two underdog wins <laughs> uh, at, at 7.1K and 7.3K. This is his third straight fight as a dog. I do think at some point that Makayev is going to be exposed. I mean, if you look at his his record, right? Okay, so he's a 7-0 and fighter. But if you look, he's actually had, um, you know, he's had a couple of decision wins. Um, you know, like as, you know, against fighters that are not great. Um, you know, now he's obviously improving with every fight. The guy's dynamic. He's athletic. Um, I don't think this is the time that he's going to get exposed. Um, you know, I really don't. Um, you know, so I guess we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think he's going to win. Uh, if he, if he can find Gordon's chin, he'll he'll make he'll probably make the optimal. If this goes to decision, I find this hard. I I find this very difficult to make the optimal. So I certainly would not be an all in. I would not hit the all in button um, on Mokayev. And I would have, based on how many lineups you're playing, a share or two of Gordon. Now, if you're playing three to five lineups, no. But if you're playing twenty lineups, if you're maxing the $3 contest. Nothing wrong with having one Gordon lineup. Um, you know, so and, and talk about being different. You know, that'll make you pretty different. True. I, I mean, that I can't argue with. All right. Next fight up. Let's talk about Armin Petrosian. 9,100 taken on AJ Dobson at 7,100. Line in this fight. Petrosian's minus 205. Dobson is plus 175. Look, I think this is the first spot in the card where I think, well, for sure, in my opinion, we got a real live dog barking, and I'm going to go ahead and pick him to win. I like A.J. Dobson. I like the pressure. I like all that. I don't. I do think if he doesn't get it done early, Petrosian will probably take over, get his striking reads down the stretch, and win the fight via decision. But my official pick will be A.J. Dobson via round one KO. Live, really live dog um, for GPPs. High ceiling. Playable in cash, but not a first option. But I, I do think he's valuable because I don't think Petrosian will put him away early. And he's super cheap with a lot of upside. I like, I've come around to some guys build strictly floor in cash game. I like floor with a little bit of ceiling mixed in. I, like, I, I want just that little bit of upside. And I think Dobson provides that. Uh, Joe, you're first for this fight. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to hop on the Dobson train here. Look, we need some dogs, right? And Dobson got Russell F. By he got Malcooned. That's a new phrase now in MMA, getting Malcooned. Um, so he got Malcooned. Um, and by the way, last... I'm, I'm going to stop calling Jacob Malcoon Robert Whitaker's friend. He's yeah, now, he's, he's, Mal, he's now a fighter. He's, um, he's he got Malcooned. And, uh, you know, so we got both of these fighters coming off a loss, right? We got Petrosian coming off a loss against the, the Jiu Jitsu nerd, um, 
Caio Borreo, who's fighting later on in this card. Um, he was a plus 205 underdog in that fight. And then he gave Gregory Rodriguez, um, a.k.a. RoboCop, all that he could handle um, in a split decision. So I guess the question here is, like, which one of these guys is going to show up? Now, Dobson is pretty balanced. I mean, he has two wins. Like, in his last four victories, I believe he's got two wins by knockout and two wins by sub. But I don't know that Dobson I, – I see this as a stand-up fight. Now, I'm, I'm going to admit I did not watch a ton of tape on this fight. I'm kind of going on memory and the fights that I watched. But unless one of you guys tells me that, you know, Dotson's got this real wrestling pedigree. I mean, he trains really at a jiu-jitsu gym. But unless one of you guys tell, tells me he's got a wrestling pedigree, I have a feeling that this fight is going to be standing. Um, in which case, I think it's a good matchup. For Dotson, he's athletic, he's strong. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and at 7.1K, it, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, GPP only, probably. Um, I don't know if I'd, I'd take a chance on him in cash. I think there are better cash plays. Um, AKA, let's look at the, let's look at one of the uh, title fights. Um, so I'm gonna go with with Dotson here. I see this as a GPP play. Um, Let's see which Petrosian shows up. Hopefully the one who, hopefully not the one who had a split decision against RoboCop and, you know, the one who got Malcooned shows up. Chris, who you got? Yeah, uh, AJ Dobson is a wrestler, I believe. Um, is he? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, they, they were talking up his pedigree before the Malcoon fight. Um, okay, great. I mean, if that's the case, then okay. Yeah, had to take down in that contender series fight, got a submission like Joe was talking about. Um had that really interesting way of defending takedowns against Malcoon where he would actually lift up his hands from the lock, which might just be like a wrestler thing because I've never seen that before. But uh, I, I, I'm going to make it unanimous, which I think means that – which I me- think means that Dobson is going to be extremely popular as a dog because um, I, I don't know why the, uh, the, the betting uh, – the line uh, dove on him so quickly. I mean, he, he, lost, he lost to Malcoon. He got Malcooned, and uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, in his last fight, Petrosian got Malcooned, kind of. I mean, by by by, 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 by the way, I know yeah, I, I so, said it the wrong way. Yeah, I, I meant Barejo. I said Malcoon for Petrosian, yeah. but he he got Barejoed. We got you, but um, but yeah, so I, I think Dobson can. He's he's fast. He's powerful. He's got quick hands, and he can wrestle. So with that wrinkle in there, I. I don't see how he's not one of your main dogs to play. Yeah, and we're not gonna, we're not going to hold it against him that he lost to John Gunther because that was in 2014. Well, who who else? What what other big UFC vet lost to? Was it Jalen Turner who also lost to John Gunther? Some other UFC vet uh, lost well, then, to Gunther. Devonte. Uh, Devonte Smith. Yeah, I think it was Devonte Smith. Okay, yeah. So, well, for whatever reason, he's got some names on there, kind of like. Uh, Kind of like Jay Ellis. For some reason, you go you go to his his sure dog, and Gerald Mearshard is there for some reason. Yeah, right. Devontae he, Smith lost to uh, yeah lost to Gunther. Yeah, he guessed that he punched he punched himself out. Right. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that. But um, but yeah, so Dobson's gonna be really popular. I I kind of disagree with Joe. I, I'm gonna use him in cash. I think that wow. floor is pretty, pretty solid. I, I mean, oh yeah, I, I mean now that now that you you like I said, I I saw that he trained at a jujitsu gym. I don't recall him using wrestling all that much 
in his last fight. And I am completely transparent in saying I did not do tape on this fight. Um, you know, I just went by, you know, having known I watched I watched these guys last few fights and I have a pretty decent memory. So if you're telling me he's got a wrestling pedigree, then I could certainly see him as being cash viable at 7.1K. Although I do not think he's got his, he's got the same floor as I don't want to give give away the lead or bury the lead, but um, AKA title fight. Yeah, no, I hear you. But so then, like, I think pretty comfortably Dobson slides in there for some salary relief. But like I said, if the three of us agree on it, it's and it's a dog, it's probably going to be really popular. So uh, go on, go, go with your thing. But I think, I think, I mean, if, if he wins, he's going to be a mainstay, I think, because he's going to score at least like 90, 95 especially if the wrestling comes into play. So, um, I, I agree. Pop, so popular dog you can get exposure to. And then yeah. I, so, yeah, I'd pick his Dobson and uh, making it unanimous there. All right. Next fight up, we got um, Abu Babkar Nurmagomedov taking on Gadzi Omar Gadziev. Uh, Nurmagomedov, 8,700. Omar Gadziev, 7,500. Uh, the favorite... Nurmagomedov minus one sixty five. Come back, come back, and Omar Gadziev is plus one forty. Um, I, I made the joke last night um, on a podcast that you know you make people crack jokes about how certain people look like the UFC fighter, like default character, like no, like just kind of base looking bald white guy with like no features, like that's you know. If you were building the no-feature default template video game Russian fighter, that would be Abu Babkar Nurmagomedov. There's nothing really outstanding about him. He's a grinding type of just Russian fighter. That's who he is. I think that's good enough here against Gadziev. Gadziev maybe could win. Like I don't think he's the deadest of dogs in the card, but not my favorite. Um, I like Abu Babkar. He's somebody I think might not get enough ownership just based on upside and people around him. Like if he gets 13 takedowns, like some of these Russians randomly do, um, obviously that's going to be, be good enough. I, I'll be a little over it. I think he gets, I don't think it'll take a ton to get there. So Nurmagomedov is my pick. Chris, who do you have? Yeah. Another guy who got Baralhoed. There's two yes. of them on this card, which is, which is interesting. Um, but so, so that alone uh, tells me that we might go Abu Bakar for the wrestling but then but you look at Abubakar. That's not fair. Did you did you watch the the, the um, Barajo um, Gaziev Omar Gaziev fight? Yeah. Because Barajo is like Gaziev's dropping down a weight class for a reason. The size advantage was not fair. It was sure, like you rushing just, the problem. Well, I mean, you're gonna. You're not gonna you're not gonna quibble over the strength of a Russian wrestler now, are you? No, you know, no. I mean, no. You, I mean, I think that that we're gonna get plenty of takedowns here. But just to say, ah, Barajo wrestled him. Who's a good? No, well, no. Too. I just thought it was a, it, it was a it funny thing that both guys back to back got yeah, wrestled yeah. by. I just Barajo. you you could take any take a two hundred five er who couldn't you know take a guy that big who can't grapple. You put him in there against Godziev, who is tiny for eighty five, like. I, I think he'll get thrown around, but anyway. So I could, I could, I could see the kind of a fade here. I mean, we saw Abu Bakar show up and basically box um, Jared Gooden, I guess, because he was winning. So he decided, why not do it? Um, I think a, a, a least a lesser resistance path would be to wrestle if Sean is worried about the weight. I'm really not worried about the weight and strength, 
But I am going to have less exposure to this too, only because I think of all these Medoff surnames, Abubakar is one of the least likely to like have a have a persistent wrestling game. So what, what about Saeed Nurmagomedov? Huh? Well, yeah, Saeed yeah. is a good striker. He's a solid striker. Well, he gets some grappling. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, grappling. Yeah. Don't need that. Yeah. So well, well, there's a, there's a, there's a there's a pecking order. I'm just saying he's pretty low in it. And let, but, let's not um, forget. Let's not forget. He got choked out by David Zawada. Yeah, that was that was wild, wasn't it? In that the first was, round, that was the first takedown of the fight, right? Like right in the beginning of the fight. And he was a, he was a minus three fifteen favorite in that fight. Somebody I think I think it was an arm bar, no? Was he made a pick Zawada in triangle. A triangle, okay. Uh, did you pick Zawada? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Take a bow. Now this is a this is a Khabib fighter, right? Habib's going to be in his corner. Yes. Okay, yeah. so this is gonna be this is gonna be one of Khabib's first losses as 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 a corner man. Oh, there you go. Wow. So, oh, I'm sorry, are you done, Chris? No, yeah, take it away, Joe. With a line yeah, like so that, I, I, I have to I'm going with the dog simply because I do not think this Nurmagomedov Madoff is any good. I think he might be one of the worst fighters that that <laughs> that Habib reps. Um I was it was a bad luck against Zawada, did slightly better against Gooden. Um, you know, or, you know, shout out to Gooden he won last week. Um, in in another organization, he is a good friend of our our good buddy uh, Dan Levy. Best fight picks. He's been a cool guy. I've met him online, uh, Gooden. But um, you know, I'm not going to take too much away from that win. Um, I you know, look, I don't love this bout, and I'm not telling you that I'm going to rush to the windows with both hands and bet on Gatsy. But I, I don't think much of Nurmagomedov. Madoff. I sure as hell would not pay that price. Um, and what is what is uh, Gatsy? Seven point five k. Um, he doesn't have to do too much um, at 7.5K. Now, there are fighters that I like more than him as dogs, um, but I uh, I would say let's uh, – I'm going to pick him. He's 13-1. and one. Uh, I don't know that his floor is that high in a loss, but um, I'll have a share or two of him, and I don't expect to have much at all if Nurmagomedov. He's got some He's got some power. Didn't Nurmagomedov Madoff get knocked out in PFL or am I thinking of somebody else? Oh, no. Yeah, he, he did not do well in PFL. All right. He did not do well, well in go. PFL at all. No. He got all right. he got, he got got choked by Pavel Kuch, um, who's some Polish fighter that I never heard of. Um, he got he, – Magomed Mastayev, good fighter. He got um, – he got doctor stoppaged in the first round. Um, and then he's got a, he's got some wins against nobodies. Um so I don't know, man. Um, he's got a he's got a unanimous decision against Jonathan Weston for whatever that's worth in, in PFL. But you know the the, the choke out by uh, by Pavel was not a good luck. Um, so like I said, I I don't think much of him. Um, I certainly think that this line should be closer, uh, and the, and as a result, the DraftKings salaries. But um, I I would say that if you're gonna use this fight, I would use the dog more than the favorite. All right, let's uh, let's go on to the next fight. Let's talk about Vulcan Ozdemir. He's the underdog, seventy six hundred, taking on Nikita Krylov at eighty six hundred. A line on this fight: Krylov's minus one seventy five, Ozdemir is plus one fifty. Another situation where uh, I think the dog is barking here. I think Nikita Krylov is a little bit too old. I I think he's going to be the more technical striker. I don't I don't see. Um, Krylov getting a knockout, and if he doesn't get a knockout, I think Ozdemir wins via decision. So that is my pick for this fight. 
Chris, you're up first. Uh, I think is it Joe tonight? No, Joe's up first. Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. So, um, my early builds before I listened to outside influences, um, I had some lineups. I well, I still do because I'm going to play them with um, Ostemir. You know, in those lineups, I thought at 7.6k to your point. You know, the dogs are barking. Um, we've got uh, Krylov, who's coming um, off of a dominant win against the ghost of Alex Gusterson. Um, at least he's got a hot wife. Um, and a loss to Paul Craig and Magomed Ankalev. Now, obviously, the Ankalev loss is not a bad loss. But, you know, Paul Craig, you know, he did what Paul Craig does. And if we're looking at MMMF, you know, Vulcan Ozdemir won Paul Craig by not playing his game and, and going to the ground. Now... Krylov is not that old, Sean. Krylov's 30 years old. Um, I know he's got a ton of fights, and maybe maybe his birth certificate is off. Um, my issue here is, and, and Ozdemir is 33, my issue here is two people who I respect a lot who do these types of pods have commented on how Ozdemir has been slowing down. Now, he's got a really good takedown defense, so... Uh, you know, I, I don't know that Krylov is going to try to take him down um, because, you know, one, I think um, Ozdemir is the smarter fighter by far. You know, I've seen Krylov make some bonehead moves. Um, Krylov is definitely more athletic. Um, and, you know, if in fact the, the pundits are right and Ozdemir has slowed down as much as they say, and one of them is our good friend Brett Apley, the another, another is a, a fight trainer. Um, who, you know, kind of commented on how slow he thinks that Ozdemir looked recently, um, you know, then, then Krylov is probably a, a sneaky play at 8.6K. I'm going to keep my, my lineups with Ozdemir because, like you said, Sean, the dogs are barking. He's got a good takedown defense. You know, Krylov is, does not have the best fight IQ in a while. Um, he looked good against Teixeira until he didn't. Um, he beat Johnny Walker, which, okay. You know, Johnny Walker's Mr. Shin. Um, so, again, I'll probably have some shares of Krylov at 8.6K. Um, I'm going to keep my shares of Ozdemir, and depending on how many lineups I ultimately end up playing, I haven't kind of decided that yet. I might add to what I currently have, um, but, you, but I know I need to make a pick, and I'm waffling here. I'm going to go with my original gut and say I'm going to go with the dog again. That's my third time third dog in a row at 7.6k i'm gonna go with ozdemir but again it is a pick that i become less confident about as the week has gotten along oh chris who you got okay so um we need some uh, definitive uh pick here and i like krylov quite quite a bit here actually i think um well the first reason is uh, he doesn't really get knocked out i think he's got like three knockout losses in, in something like 35 fights so that's one thing. Second thing is Ozdemir slows down uh, when you get him uh, deep into a fight. I think that's going to happen here. Second thing is, like, yeah, he's got a good takedown defense, but, I mean, he, he oh, Paul Craig went over like, 15 against him, and Paul Craig is the worst wrestler in the UFC who tries to wrestle, like, without question. I'm not saying that – I mean, he's got a couple other ones. He stuffed a lot of rake just takedowns. Okay, Rakic is a kickboxer. You could say that Krylov is a karate fighter. Um, so, um, oh, Sean just gave me top secret information, which I am not allowed to share. But, uh, no. sh- but, uh, 
but yeah, so I think I, I like I like Krylov. I think Krylov can hang around, get Uzdemir tired, and um, and get in there and uh, get 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 him by sub. Actually, have him by sub, which is plus two sixty. Um, Anthony Smith did that after getting him tired. Uh, I think Krylov can do much the same thing. Lucky for Krylov, he's not going to have to worry about being stupid on the ground once he gets in there because. Uh, not 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 the best, not the most uh, cautious top player, which cost him against Paul Craig. Not gonna have to worry about that here. I actually like him. I don't see that much danger in here for him. If you want to know the truth, so uh, I'm I'm going Krylov. All right, let's go to the next fight. Kyle Barajo at nine thousand, taking on uh, Mahmoud Muradov at seventy two hundred. Line in this fight, Kyle was minus two hundred. Muradov plus one seventy. Muradov could be live, but I think I think Kyle's grappling will hold up here. I think he'll be able to get takedowns, control. I think he's live for a submission. Um, Muradov is okay everywhere; doesn't excel. I think Kyle excel in one area. He's you know a well-rounded fighter. I think Kyle's grappling will rule the day here. Um, who's first for this fight? My order is Yeah, yeah. All right, Chris. All right, so so the man himself finally. Uh, it's weird that that we we he's faced two people on this card. I don't know if, if that's very common, but uh, and, and also fighting on this card. But uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot here. The thing about Muradov is like he's a pretty slick boxer, but he's not a finisher. Um, and all it all it took for um, Mirshart, who was a pincushion in that first round, was to be persistent, and eventually got him down, and eventually wore him down. Um, Barajo is not the submission grappler that, uh, that Mearshart is, but that could be to our benefit if it just means rinse and repeat takedowns. Um, if I could trust, uh, if I could trust, uh, Muradov, or if I thought he had some more power in his hands, uh, Barajo's probably got the, the power in his hands of the, of the two, even though Muradov is the, is the more technical striker. So, um, yeah, just, um. Like, in a fight where he had every advantage imaginable, I thought, against Andrew Sanchez, who at that point basically stopped even trying to wrestle. It took him to round three to even put him away. So I, I don't like Muradov at all, really. Um, even if he wins, like, it would only even – I mean, I couldn't even say it would be that much more than a cash play because he's just going to box to a decision. Um, so my pick is my pick is uh, is Barrio and uh, – yeah, I, I like him. I think for, I think he can he can excel and beat that score. Maybe he's only a cash play as well, but I'll probably have him in some GP. Chris, pretty much everything you said. I mean, I don't like Mur- Murdov at all. Um, I think uh, my only concern, and I like Barrio quite a bit. I mean, the the natural Brazilian jiu-jitsu nerd with glasses, love him. Um, like like how he fights. You know, I like how he backpacks people. My only concern here is I don't know whether he's going to score enough in a win to be optimal, which sort of relegates him to cash status or, you know, contrarian status because of his salary. You know, that's my only concern here. I mean, I am, like, very confident that he's going to win. It's just the card is so deep. I don't know that you could say, okay, well, I'm going to plug him in to a GPP lineup and, you know, just go from there because – I think there's some severe doubts as to whether he's going to hit optimal. Now, I think I already said I'm not playing cash this week. But if I was, this is a guy I would have to seriously look at. Him, 
Carol Hosa. I think those are really solid cash plays. You know, the concern being, are they going to make optimal? Um, so if you're building a cash lineup, you could do far worse than than going with uh, with with Hosa and uh, Barejo here. So um, Barejo to win like by by sub or by well, hopefully by sub if you're playing him in GPPs. More likely by decision, but you know I don't think I think so little of Muradov that you know a sub is maybe the play here. All right. Next fight up, right? I got my orders all screwed up. Yes. Jeez. Sean Brady take at 8,200, taking on Bilal Muhammad at 8,000. Brady's minus 145. Muhammad's plus 125. Um, look, I I like Philly cheesesteaks. Therefore, I hate Bilal Muhammad. Um, look, I'm going to give uh, – I'm going to give – so I do all my plays and picks. Sorry, another plug for – MMA play three six fives where I'll do all my DFS stuff. But I did tweet out today that the fight of Tukagov Almeida dropping out caused me to literally triple my ownership on Bilal Muhammad in GPPs. For this podcast, I'll share exactly what that meant. That meant that I went from one percent Bilal Muhammad to three percent Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> um, look, even if Bilal wins, I don't think he's going to put away Sean Brady. I have a hard time seeing him hitting the optimal with this crowded mid-range we have some live to, I just I, I don't see Mr. 83 points hitting the optimal here and aside from that I'm picking Sean Brady to win I think Sean Brady is a better wrestler slightly better wrestler and slightly better striker I think it's a little bit better everywhere it's a close fight any given day it won't surprise me if Bilal wins but I think when Brady wins he's more dominant and is more likely to end up on the optimal versus Bilal I, I just don't see big scoring upside from him. So um, not one I'm jumping to play in cash. You, you're going to play either in cash. There's actually a little bit of odds value on Brady, so that's and that's my pick. So that's clearly the way I would go. GPPs, in my opinion, only one guy really has a ceiling. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting here because, yeah, I, I loved his his rant about Philly. Um, you know, what's Paul Felder knocks him out. I hope yeah, Felder goes if the law wins and Felder does the interview, I hope he calls like just what's interesting here is I could make an argument that while Bilal might have the bigger names of late on his resume, on his resume, that Saunders actually beat the better fighters. You know, like the Jake Matthews win is is aging pretty well. You know, having triangle choke Jake Matthews in round three. Uh, Michael Kias, although those of you could argue that that Kias is on the way out, you know, to being broadcast a broadcaster. Um, you know, so I, I get that narrative. I mean, Muhammad has just looked so good lately. He's going to get a lot of ownership. He's very personable. He's got a good uh, social media presence. I mean, uh, he just like took down Stephen Thompson like there was no tomorrow. Um, but other than that, like, you know, Damian Maya, great jujitsu fighter, older than dirt. Vincente Luque, you know, leads with his chin. Um, oh, come on, come on, come on. That's a good win. Stop, stop. Action fighter. Look, look, these are all good unanimous decision wins. Um, I get it. I, I totally get it. Um, you know, he's priced at AK. I don't hate the price. I will have some shares. Um, I think I'll probably be a little higher than, than the 3% that Sean has because he did put up 108 points in a win against Luque and 132 points in a win against Thompson. I just think Muhammad might be playing with fire if he takes down Brady, in which case he makes this a striking match. Um, Brady's jujitsu is just so good 
Um, I heard someone say, and again, take it for what it's worth, that they thought that Brady had the best jujitsu currently in the UFC of all active fighters. Um, so again, take that for what it's worth. That alone, that alone has got me on Brady here. Um, but I will have a few you, shares. You have to Muhammad. tell me. You have to tell me off air if you can't say who it is. Who disrespected Benil Dariush like that? No, I can. Who I can tell. I can tell you. I actually, uh, the person who said that actually has trained with Neil Dari with Benil Dariush. Um, again, I, I don't like to. I'm not necessarily propping up this pod. I think it's a good pod. If you like to get a perspective of a fighter and a fight manager and a former fighter, um, Santino DeFranco. Uh, he is the main coach at Fight Ready. Um, and he does a pod every week with, uh, with Brandon, who's a fighter and, you know, Brandon was the one who who's trained with, with, you know, Benil, um, at Kings who said that he thought that Sean Brady had the best jujitsu of all active fighters in the UFC. He must not remember Benil cause he was unconscious. Could be. Benil choking him out. Anyway, Chris, who you got? Yeah. I, I just had to look and, uh, besides Kiesa, nobody's ever took him, took Sean Brady down. I, I, you can argue, okay, Kies is very big for the weight class. I get it. When Brady slowed down in that third round, if you remember, that fight ends, if that fight goes on for another 30 seconds, Brady might literally get finished. He's literally getting punched in the face on the ground as the bell rings. So, um, I, and Kiesa was lighting him up on the feet in the third round, too. I did not like how that third round ended. Bilal, obviously, not as big as Michael Kiesa. Very much with the pressure, um, pouring it on. Going to be in his face the entire time. And Bilal Muhammad, elite takedown defense. 91% takedown defense. Um, doesn't stay long on the ground when he is there. Uh, not, not many people have get a lot of control time against Bilal Muhammad. And great cardio. Uh, great, great cardio. Uh, this is, um, as I often say that I, I cribbed from Zane Simon, this is a fight that Sean Brady has to win before I can pick him to win. I, I, I don't, I don't think he walks in and just beats Bilal Muhammad here. I think, um, agreed. agreed. And the idea, the idea that he was just so insistent on getting cancer to the ground. Now that might have something to do with the fact that the reach was so out of whack. I get that. But um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to see how he responds to a, a fighter who's just in his face who can use some of his own wrestling uh, as well. Um, I don't I don't I don't recall Bilal having any like um, severe jujitsu deficiencies that I can remember that anyone's no. exploited uh, to this point in his career. So, and if I recall, um, Bilal is the slight dog plus one twenty, which yeah fascinates me honestly i think yeah i mean look look no you're right chris i mean i am not i'm not saying he, uh, brady's going to be a runaway winner here i mean you know we talk about how well the matthews fight aged based on the performance of that we saw jake matthews which surprised me quite honestly um but like how well is that court mcgee win aging for for sean brady he put up 105 in a decision win against court mcgee um you know the only fight he's had less than two takedowns was against jake matthews um, you know, he's had at least two takedowns. He had five in his fight against Chiesa, you know. So, look, I think this is going to be an interesting fight. I am looking forward to this fight as much as, as many other fights on this card. It's, I think it's very intriguing. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in this fight. Did this, how, did this, how is this fight not part of the main card? I don't, I don't get it. Makes no sense to me. Beats me. I don't, I don't actually have a good answer for you. Yep. Uh, 
let's go to probably delete you know the answer actually is the lead in fight supposed to you know generate buys for the pay-per-view what's a good fight to put there because the first part of the main card which we are now up to and actually Sean good time, I'm going to break and do make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for 10 day 10 day free trial to all their premium content no credit card required make sure you listen you subscribe to the podcast hit the like button if you're listening live shout out to the guys in the comments we'll get to some comments along the way and your hot takes at the end we like to have hot takes something unexpected to happen if you're a new to the show get ready to drop those we will discuss some of them um you know smash the like button follow all of us follow the podcast rotowire mma now we'll talk about Mano Ferio 8900 and Caitlin Chukagian at 7300. And this is going to generate buys? <laughs> yep. Well, this, no, is, this, is, this is the main card now, isn't it? Yeah, it card. is. It this is. This is the main after, card. And they're like, oh, you, you bought this shit? Good for so you. How do you not swap these fights? This makes no sense to me. Because, because. Well, like you said, yeah. Yeah. You want the better fight for the people who are like, ah, oh, should I buy it? Should I not? You want the better fight before. Oh, I thought you were talking about, okay. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. Fine. I don't. I don't necessarily agree either, but that is the um, traditional logic. That's, That's the mindset. What they've done, yeah, traditional mindset. Uh, Fierro minus two ten, Chukagian plus one eighty. Um, look, this to me, this fight comes down to: Are you a believer in Manuel Ferio? I am. I'm going to pick her via decision. I will say the one thing I'm worried about is she gets too comfortable in this fight and takes down Caitlin Chukagian. I don't want her there. Dear, please don't take down Caitlin Chukagian, whose BJJ and grappling is severely underrated. Like, uh, she's got a she's got a, a belt from a, a pretty reputable school, right? Chukagian, yeah, I for, yeah. I forgot who who she got her belt from. Uh, um, I'll look it up, but, but she's it's severely severely underrated. Well, we and saw that against her. against uh, the uh, Shevchenko Junior. Is it is it John Danaher? I feel like yes, it could be John yes, 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 John Danaher. Mm-hmm. Good, good luck getting a high belt from Donaher. Like that's a yeah. scary, scary situation down there. Yeah. Um, so don't go there, Manoferio. That would be a mistake. And I can absolutely see Chukagian hitting an arm bar to you know vet lesson to use a Dan Levy term. Um, to, to vet lesson Ferio wouldn't stun me at all. The pick is still Fierro, but even though usually I'm on the fade Ch- Caitlin Chukagian train, I'm gonna mix her in, in GPPs because I think she's live to a sub and she's cheap. And if the arrow chokes, I mean, not a lot of dogs win. There's there's paths to Chukagian um, being on the optimal. But Fierro will be my official pick. Chris, you're first. So I'm going to – first of all, I'm, I'm going to answer this question just because it is a wonky start time. What is it, 10 a.m. tomorrow, 10 guys? 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern time, yes. We got a couple in the chat there. Usually, usually you know, but that's a, this is a wonky start time, so I figured it's worth mentioning. But um, – yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like it's hard to get Chukagian to score well, but um, I something keeps co- coming, making me come back to her. The ground fighting, which you guys mentioned, also the agility and the footwork. I have a feeling that Piro is just going to eat that jab all night as as uh, Chukagian circles out um, because he is going to be that much quicker. I I don't know. I I, I don't. I could I could really just see her just like. Walking her in a circle, not cutting her off, and and Chukagian just like jabbing her way to victory, which doesn't lend a lot to um, DFS. But I think what she like plus one seventy or something, plus one eighty five. So that's not too bad. Um, 
But yeah, that's about it. I mean, if she would offensively wrestle, which never happens, I think it happened once. Doesn't she have like one fight with six takedowns, and then the rest is just it just didn't happen. But um, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna pick Chukagi in here. I've, I've kind of I've kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop on Faro just because I feel like okay, a lot of a lot of a lot of the women she's, fa- she's facing are outsized, or they don't really have a particular skill set, even even. Even even like her later fights, when you when you don't have to go to like the, the late replacements or whatever, you have uh, uh, my uh, Myra Boyana Silva, who I, who I don't dislike, but it's like she walks forward and it makes like scary faces. And Maya's a good win, but um, I guess I guess I'm still waiting. And, and by the way, in that Maya fight, you had her 94. She put up 82. She's back to 89. Um, she was 89 in the Boyana Silva fight. Um, but if you're expecting the, the big numbers she put up against Leonardo and then Ricci, they were both criminally undersized, and I, I just don't think that happens anyway. So maybe she's a cash play. Maybe you can expect a little more. I think um, I think um, Chikagian is just going to outbox her and use her agility. So I, I don't know how well it's going to score, but my pick for the fight is Chikagian. Yeah, well, since you stole all my thunder here, Chris, uh, I am going to say that uh, she's not even a great cash play. I mean, I, uh, Fierro, I, I would much rather go with Baeo at 9K, and I'd much rather go with Carol Hosa if we're talking about cash. So, you know, and this is my concern. You know, as the competition has gotten better, um, the scoring has gone down. You know, in, in neither of her last fights did she even breach 10X. Um, at 88, she was 8.9K. And she was 9.4 and put up a disappointing 82 um, against uh, against Maya. Um, now, she may win this fight. I mean, you know, it's very possible. I, I am also leaning towards Chikagian. Um, I don't expect to have um, much of this fight at all because, if anything, Chukagian, you know, is a worse scorer um, in her win. I don't know that she's ever broken 100 points, and she's had a ton of fights. In the UFC, let me just take a quick look. Um, has she ever broken a hundred points? Yes, against oh yeah, against Ant- Antonchenko Jr. That was her best fight. She had she had five takedowns in that fight, or yeah, that was like her one fight. wrestling performance. Yeah, and that, and that's funny because I picked her in that fight, and I said she's going to wrestle, and everybody was laughing like, no, she doesn't wrestle, and I'm like, you watch, she's going to take Shevchenko down and just grind her out and. That's what she did. She had 11 minutes and 36 seconds of control time. And then it's just like, why don't you do that all the time then? But whatever. And actually threw 200 strikes in that fight yeah. and put up 119 points. By I far, mean, 200 strikes or she grunt 200 times. That's... Right. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, you know, with the judges buy into the grunts, maybe she Well, it's, it's all the same to us though if we're playing DFS. Yeah, I mean, I think this could be, yeah, 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 yeah. be interesting because, you know, Fierro's a karate fighter, and, you know, she's got those great sidekicks, and if she damages Chukagian's leg coming in, I don't know. I mean, I, I just – I don't like this fight at all. Um, I'm not going to have a lot of it. Watch it be watch it be the biggest pork chop I, I never ate, ate. Um, you know, but I, I'm going to pick Chukagian, um, you know, but it's a very weak pick, and my advice is not to play much of this fight, and I think there are far better plays in cash – um, at that price point uh, than Firo. Um, so I would not advise even going with her in cash. I mean, again, if you want to be contrarian and if you really think that Firo is going to be, you know, like Shevchenko, Val, or Andraj and finish 
uh, Chukagian, who I believe are the only two people that finished her, then yeah, sure, go ahead. If you think Faro is in that class, go ahead and play her um, because that would be a good play. I don't think she's going to be that highly owned. Um, you know, t- t- take the GPP play um, and and do it. But um, I don't like it, and I'm going to be underweight. I I don't want to hold up on the fight, but I just want to. Um... Uh, state clearly what Nan was alluding to, which is that she did miss weight, the only weight miss on the card. So, oh, for Fiero? No, uh, Chukagin did. Chukagin? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next fight up Mateus Gamera, 8,800, um, taking on Benil Dariush, 7,400. Uh, Gamera at minus 215, Dariush plus 185. Uh, I like Benny early, Gamera late. I think Benny will be able to find a submission here, I think, at some point. Uh, Gamera is just so well-rounded. I think he naturally he mixes everything in well. I think he's going to shoot. And I think Darius is, you know, again, people forget about his grappling. I think of those wild exchanges on the feet um, with with Gamera, with um, Jakar Close and other places, a spinning back fist KO recently. Like he, he's he, his best attribute is his grappling. I think at some point they'll grapple. I think he can find a sub. Um, if, oh, I knocked my camera. Oh, no. Oh, oh I'm back. Oh, you just got in that's cool, right? Yeah. Uh, I think if they stand too long, I think Gamrot wins. But I'm going to pick. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say Benny via submission. Wow. Uh, I think this one is Joe. 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 Yeah. So I love Gamrot. I mean, I. I mean, okay. he has been a scoring machine. Um, I like him here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have him. It's probably one of my most confident plays. With that said, um, I like Benny a lot. I mean, at 7.4k, I think it would be foolish not to play shares of Benny and in GPPs. Here's my issue. He's always been my issue with Benny. He's got so many other things going on in his life. He's like, you know, he's part of a gym that he owns. He's got other businesses. Um, you know, how old is Benny? Uh, he's been around for a while. I'm going to have to look at now and see what his age is. Um, Benny, 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 Benny. Um, you know, he is 33. He's not, he's not that old. Um, you know, I mean, we saw him touched up by Drakkar Close in a fight that he almost came back to one. Drakkar Close is not a power puncher, right? Um, he's not a power puncher by any means. Um, he Benny has got great jujitsu. Um, Gamrot has got now is Gamrot's wrestling better than Benny's jujitsu? Maybe. Um, you know, Gamrot has put on a few really, really impressive performances. Um, I'm willing to say that is. You know, his his first fight that he lost by split decision uh, might have been octagon jitters. Um, but he's rolled off, you know, a ground and pound win against Scott Holtzman. Um, he got a Kimura against Jeremy Stevens. Um, he's, you know, he beat up Diego Ferreira. That was a good win. And then, you know, in his last fight, that was kind of a five-round war where he was a plus 210 underdog against Armand Chukagan. And that that was a really good win. Like, if we see that guy come out, you know, who beat an 18-2 and two fighter, 26 years old, um, you know, who was, who was a, you know, a two-to-one favorite, um, who, you know, trains, trained at Tiger Muay Thai, um, I think, you know, if we see that same fighter, it's going to be a, a, rough, a rough go for Benny. And I'm counting on the fact that we're going to see that fighter. So I like Gamrot here a lot at 8.8K. He seems to fit in a lot of my builds. I will have shares of Benny at 7.4 in GPPs. But, you know, based on the scoring, based on the upside, based on the recent fight performance, um, I like Gamrot a lot here. Chris, who you got? 
So I am going to disagree and come over to the Sean. Uh, wow. Come in the Sean boat if there's room. Well, uh, I hate my life. Um, yeah, the, the, the kiss of death, as I, as I so often do. Uh, I like Darius because you mentioned that fire fight. I think this could look a lot like that with uh, just a lot of scrambles on the ground, uh, a lot of takedowns. And if that happens, I trust Benny to outscramble basically anybody in the division and certainly mm. Gamrot. Um, uh, I think that, you know, Gamrot's got some hands, I guess. He knocked out uh, Scott Holtzman with, an, with a nice one too. But, um, you know, Benny is, is very tough, um, you know, uh, can swing a little bit himself, has a decent jab himself. So um, I think I think Benny just has some more skills, and uh, you know uh, the G- Gamrot just the, the low single is just uh, not going to work here. Uh, you know maybe he gets sprawled out on a couple times, and uh, he scrambles an issue that way, and then boom, Benil Darius already has your back, uh, which is not a good thing. But uh, I like Benny uh, the dog odds here, and uh, I am going to take him, the Benny, Benny Darius, the pick, and the two one. Uh, Let's let's go next fight. Piotr Jan, ninety three hundred. Sean O'Malley, sixty nine hundred. We get to the you know exciting fights for the fans. Minus two seventy five for Jan O'Malley, plus two thirty. Um, I think Peter Jan is a parlay piece. I can't bet him straight, but look, I, I don't think I don't think uh, O'Malley's going to be able to counter him up. Is a big step up. Again, I'll kind of hit on what I hit on a different podcast. Sean O'Malley was built so slow for a while. Then all of a sudden he got to this point where to kind of justify what he's making and who he is, now he's got to go so fast. It's going from Chris Moutinho and guys to Pedro Munoz and and Peter, and Piotr Jan. It's a giant, massive leap up. I think all the stuff he does in the feet, I, I'm, from what I've seen, I think Piotr Jan's going to be able to cut off the cage, corner Sean O'Malley, and I'm not so sure Sean O'Malley can take punishment like at all. So official pick for me in this one is going to be Piotr Jan via round two knockout. Um, Sean O'Malley, sure, live, I guess. I just, I don't see it. I guess he's live. I'll have a little bit because if he wins, I'll be totally dead because he's going to be popular because he's Sean O'Malley. But I, I like Piotr Jan quite a bit. Um, so, Chris. Yeah, I, I think you have to pick Peter Jan, Piotr Jan here. Um, <laughs> not, not if you're on I, social media. Holy crap this week. Yeah. Oh, not, I, if no, you're, uh, no, not if you're yeah. Sean's boss. What's that? Not if you're Sean's boss, Adam Newsom. Oh, oh yeah. News, did did Newsom pick him on his on the money line on MMA three sixty five podcast? He picked he picked Sean O'Malley. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, oh, we should save this one for hot takes, but I like it that's too not, much. That's it's not funny. The grounded knee. Uh, we have to wait for it, but. Um, but yeah, I agree. Cutting off the cage, um, O'Malley can say whatever he wants. That I checked every leg kick from Munoz. You checked a couple of them. Most of them got through. Um, and I think Peter Yan can do that. Also, we might see some grappling from Peter Yan, who is still a very good grappler. Uh, the first Aljamain Sterling fight, where he was basically just toying with him, hitting those trips, and um, I yeah, I you know it, it's tough. I mean, it's a big reach disadvantage. He's gonna have to get through it. I think he will. The one thing you have to worry about, uh, well, two things, is that um, Jan shells up a lot and uh, O'Malley hits hard. So that's one. Two is um, Jan's been known to take rounds off, and it's hard to do in a three-round fight and win. 
So um, those are two things um, that you have to be mindful of. Uh, If you want to take a shot in a Mali, go for it. I think skill for skill, which is how I always think you have to play it, Jan is just a way better fighter. And so that's where I'm going. O'Malley's live because of the things I mentioned, but I, I like Jan quite a bit. Hey, Joe. So, uh, I got a quick shout out before I I, I, I bury the lead here. Um, shout out to my good friend. And if you guys don't know anything about the central coast of California, if money was no object, it is one of the most beautiful places in the continental United States to live. And I am shouting out my good buddy, Alan, who lives in the central coast. Talk about a cool dude. This guy went to Hawaii and he sent me, you know, unsolicited um, some Kona Hawaiian coffee. For those of you that are not coffee connoisseurs. I um, just came back from Hawaii and I drank a shit ton yeah, of Kona coffee. Kona is one of the best coffees. You got Jamaican Blue Mountain and you got Kona. Um, we're not talking Kopi Luwak, which is the Indonesian coffee that's kind of shit out by Little Rodents, which is really expensive, like $250 a pound. Um, now I'm being a coffee snob. But Alan sent me uh, some coffee from, from Hawaii. It was really cool, dude. So shout out to Alan. Not, not, not often do I get to kind of like reference the show in my description of the fight, but really what I see this fight coming down to is Peter Piotr Jan exhibiting fight IQ because this is not a five-round fight. Uh-oh. This is not a five-round fight, right? He, oh God, not, not as a bigger snob than me. Um, Check him out. Yeah, so this is, this is not a five-round fight. So you gotta hope that his man. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Copy Luwak sucks. All right. That's oh, fine. Copy Luwak. Okay. Yeah. Copy Luwak okay. is what I was talking about. You can stay now. You can okay. stay. Yeah. So, so he has got to not take a round off. And here is what I really want to see happen. I really want to see, I want to see him use his wrestling. I want to see him take Sean O'Malley down. Yes. You know, maybe you could hurt him with the leg kicks, but I think where he could really dominate. Sean O'Malley is by taking him down. I mean, he look look how look at how he took Adjamin Sterling down. You know, I think he could take Sean O'Malley down and dominate this fight. My concern is that he cannot afford to take the first round off in a three-round fight. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work from you know the potential to kind of lose a greasy decision, but it's also not gonna score all that well um, on DK. So if I'm gonna give Jan the benefit of the doubt that he doesn't take a round off, that he decides to use his 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 wrestling. I like Jan in this spot at 9K. However, on that outside chance that he forgets that it's a three-round fight, takes the first round off, and decides that he's going to use, you know, um, he's going to use striking and not try to take the fight down, I will have a share or two of O'Malley at 6.9K, which actually leads to some pretty interesting builds. So I like, I'm going to pick Jan to win, giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to take a few shares of O'Malley in case the fight IQ is not there. It'd be hilarious if he doesn't wrestle at all now, because Nan just said that that's all he did during the open workouts. So I, now I hope he doesn't, because that'd just be very funny to me. That's how, but, these, uh, that's how these guys do too. He's, yeah, whatever. I mean, they'll, they'll absolutely do that to us. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the co-main event: Aljamain Sterling, 8,500, defending his bantamweight title against TJ Dillashaw at 7,700. Um. Line on this fight, Aljamain Sterling is minus. How is it? Damn you, best fight odds minus one seventy five. Comeback on Dillashaw plus one fifty. 
I have an interesting take on this fight in that I do think that Aljamain Sterling is just criminally underrated continually. And I can't tell just because of how he's won some of his fights or, you know, that cringe character he's kind of become. But he's a good fighter, good pace, good wrestling. These guys are, are they're kind of the same fighter to me. And, and TJ's a bit older, more experienced, and a little bit better of a gas tank. Although it's hard to know because, I mean, was Dillashaw doping the whole time he had the gas tank? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's in the past had shown off a great gas tank. I think Aljamain wins the fight, but line wise, I think there's value on the um, TJ Dillashaw side, and it's more and more people picking Dillashaw, kind of get it. And and even in my own breakdown, I kind of have said they're similar fighters. Well, why is one minus one seventy five? I can't pay that juice on Aljamain Sterling. I never was going to. Um. I think he gets it done via decision. I think it's a really close fight. I think Aljamain's just a little bit better wrestler and will be able to keep his pace. If TJ is able to stay in his face for all five rounds, I, I don't like my pick here. If TJ can keep the pace and pressure up and get Aljamain moving backwards, I think Aljamain will get tired, and I think um, TJ will win the decision. I think this fight goes to decision. I think it's incredibly close. You make me make a, make a pick. The pick will be Sterling. The odds value favors Dillashaw. Um, in DK, I probably this is the fight to stack even before the main, but the double stack is actually in play this week. But if you're making me pick one, to, if you're making me pick one, this would be the fight I would stack. Um, yeah, and in GPPs, play some of both sides, but it's not an all-in fight. It's not the more the better GPP fight is the main event. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so I think Dillashaw is criminally undervalued. Almost in this in this spot here at seven point seven k, I am going to for for the purposes of this argument consider ninety nine to be a hundred, um, and if you consider ninety nine to be a hundred, uh, DJ uh, TJ has only scored less than a hundred points in a win once, and that was a, a a tragically under you know a tragic fight against the Sun Sal where he I think he put up sixty four points or something like that. Um, he doesn't have a bad floor either, which I agree. If you're playing cash, this is a pretty good fight to stack. I mean, he put up 111 in a five-round fight against Corey Sanhagen. Uh, against Cody, put up 130. Put up 99 in the prior fight. 117 against Lineker. Um, you know, he he's just, you know, his his background is pedigreed with 100-plus point fight scores. Um, and at 7.7K, I love him. I am going to have so much TJ Dillashaw. I will also go out on a limb, and, and I'm not an ownership guy, so take this for what it's worth. TJ will be higher owned than Aljamain. Um, I, I, I honestly believe it. Um, you know, so uh, give me TJ here. Uh, if you looked at him, he's bricked up. Um, he could have found a way around the, the, the USADA. I don't know. Um, he kind of looks like it. I posted yeah, but, something like that. Like, give me uh, – look, I, I, I like Aljamain as well, and I'm going to have shares of him. If I was again, if I was playing cash, this is the fight I would stack. Um, but give me a lot of TJ. Just your builds can really be good with using TJ. <laughs> now I have to rebuild a lot of lineups because I really like Lucas Almeida. Um, but um, TJ, you know, like if you start building lineups using TJ up front, um, you can really put together some interesting lineups. So I'm going to have a lot of TJ here. I will have Aljamain Sterling. I'm um, in GPPs uh, as well, but I love TJ. He's my pick to win. We would have had quite the argument because I had a lot of Tuka Goff. Oh, really? I think Almeida's pace would have forced Tuka Goff to throw volume. In oh, yeah. Dangerous. I mean, because Tuka Goff doesn't score. 
I mean, not only right. does he not fight. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, is he's the one that got he's the one that got sick, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, but but Almeida's pace is what you know forces yeah. a guy like to go off to throw. It would have been interesting. Yeah. Anyway, can't 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 go there. Sad. I do hope they they rebooked that fight. Chris, who you got coming? Yeah, but Tuco Goff throws wild, and Almeida's a good counter puncher. Um, so that's probably what would have happened. Anyway, um, yeah, I I agree with everything about Dillashaw, including the ownership, which I think is going to be quite high. But um, I like him here too. For a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned, um, one thing that I'll add is that um, nobody really keeps him on his back. The last person to take him down more than once was uh, was Dominic Cruz. Took him down four times. He spent, I believe, a minute 17 on his back, four takedowns. Very hard to hold down. Um, very good scrambler. Wrestler himself, obviously. So, um, you know, and if, and if Aljamain Sterling can't do that, I, and this is kind of how I feel like feel about Aljamain Sterling generally, at least when it comes to the top guys. I mean, if they if Peter Yan and Aljamain for, uh, Sterling fought next week, I would take Yan in a heartbeat at whatever they they lined him at because whenever he didn't have him in a body triangle, he was losing the fight very bad, and uh, that could be what's happening here. Dillashaw has a similar kind of pressure. He's got even more agility. Um, he's quicker. Uh, I like TJ quite a bit. He got good footwork. Jan also has good footwork. But uh, I, I like TJ quite a bit here. I think Aljamain will be underowned, um, and he's got pads to victory. But like, it's just hard for me because, like I said, um, you know, the, the next time we see TJ dominated on the ground will be the first time. So, um, and that's generally how Aljamain Sterling wins his fights. So, um, look, we didn't think it could happen. To, we didn't think he could do it to Sandhagen when he did it. So. We'll have to see. Um, that that's a that's a similarly fluid fighter. I would not on the level of TJ. I well, I mean, maybe maybe comparable agility. Um, we have uh, our first spam bots in the chat, which I think is uh, initiation that we've made it. Maybe this is a popular one. But uh, in any case, I'm gonna get that guy out of here and and close out my pick, uh, which is TJ Dillashaw. But I wanted private dating chat girls. I mean, come on. It's pre- oh, it's gone. Ah, oh, that's it. I, I, I hope you memorize it because it's gone. Yeah, how many of those have you been getting in your Twitter? I mean, geez. A bunch. A bunch. I think that's the anyway. first time we've had him here, which is interesting. But oh, anyway. that's, that's right. We, we just broke our cherry. Yeah. Well, well there you go. Well, wow. Sorry. Moving on. Uh, Islam <laughs> Makashev, 8,400, taking on Charles Oliveira, 7,800. The champ, quote unquote, is the underdog. Um, Makashev up to minus 190. Oliveira plus 160. Um, for what it's worth, Makashev opened minus 240 and got yeah. all the way down to minus 155. And now it's on the way back up to minus 190. So there's money on both sides of this fight. Um, with the way I'm looking at it, I'm picking Makashev, but I do think Oliveira could very well beat him early. Oliveira, more powerful striker, and he's got all the submissions, you know, if Makashev makes a mistake. I hate when somebody's path to victory is submissions only. I think Makashev will close the distance. I don't think he'll shoot traditional shots. I think it'll be the clinch game, trip takedowns, that kind of thing. And I think he's just going to wear on Charles Oliveira and slowly wear him down. The official pick for me is 
is on the Kasha via round four KO, similar to how, you know, my linear champ Paul on Felder defeated Charles Oliveira, just, you know, kind of being up on top and eventually Oliveira just can't take anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying he quit because that was a narrative for a while and I pushed it for a little bit just to, you know, kind of push buttons. There's, I came up with a, a good way to phrase it last night. It's not that some fighters are quitters. It's some fighters in this crazy sport are animals and psychopaths and you cannot grind them out. They're just built different. They're, they're crazy people. And some fighters are just, that's not their strong suit. Charles Oliveira is, I think, in that category where you can grind him out of a fight. It's not knocking to his quitting. It's just, it's not his strong suit to get in these kind of long, drawn-out wars. My opinion, that's how I think Makashev will eventually finish him. But I do, I'm not, you know, these type of fight cards bring out all the crazy people and, and just the world in general. Like it's got to be A or B, left or right, black or white. I'm like, no, this is what I think happens. But I acknowledge if Makasha makes a single mistake shooting, he will get darsed or anaconded real, real quick. And I'll be stunned if he taps because if he will break his shit off, he'll have to he'll have to go unconscious. So anyway, Makashev round four KO is my official pick, Chris. It's yeah, funny. um, underdog is more popular, so what are you gonna do? Well, I'm picking Oliveira, but I, you know, just going back, um, because I wanted to say I knew Kevin Lee took him down right six minutes of control time. That's a lot, that's a lot of control time. Uh, we know that how that fight ended with the with 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 the guillotine that Lee hilariously tried to pretend uh didn't happen, um, but you know. I, I can't go against Oliveira in this spot as an underdog. I just can't do it. I love the pressure that he puts on. I think if he forces Oliveira to stand for any length of time, it's going to be bad for Oliveira. Um, it's been a couple of years now. but oh, wait, 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 wait. It's going to be bad for Makachev. It's going to be bad for Makachev, yeah. Right. Um, it's going to be bad for Makachev. Um, it's been a couple of years now, but Adriano Martins countered left hook. Oh God, not Adriana Martins again. Closes the show. I liked the I liked Adriana Martins a lot. I was very sad to uh to, to see him go. Cody Safrick um, is is promoting a fight, I think, this weekend that um Andre Martins is fighting in. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Well I'll I'll have to check that out. But uh yeah, you know, the, the pressure, the pace. I'm really interested to see what happens when um Makachev gets takedowns. My my read on these guys, uh, these Sambo guys, their jujitsu is very like kind of basic. Like when you see when when uh, Habib gets his takedowns, and 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 another and another uh, Russian fighter tried this. I forget who, but like if you go for that like like that reverse triangle from top, like that's something that like it's not. Anybody who knows what they're doing is going to see that coming and, and stop it. So, like, it works against Justin Gage because you have to set, you have to like put your leg under their neck, and then you, so it's not going to work against somebody like uh, uh, Oliveira. I, I'm interested to see how um, Makachev's going to deal with a Jiu Jitsu ace underneath him. Um, he could grind him out. I, I couldn't put it past him, but I think, Sean, I have to say that. Every time you think Oliveira is going to lose, you bring up that Paul Felder example. Um, this is at least no. I bring it up every time there's an Oliveira fight because I like Paul Felder. I'm well, Paul oh, okay. Felder well, so every enough. time there's an Oliveira fight, I bring that up, but, whether I pick uh, him or not. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, so I, I have to go Oliveira here. Um, I'm sure he'll be very, very highly owned. Makachev is very expensive. And um, we've just never seen, well, I won't say never, on this current run, we haven't seen Oliveira dominate like that. And even in that Felder fight, Felder had to like survive some deep, deep submission attempts. Um, well, that, that's why he is, he is the linear wow. well, champion. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you spoke in the but, devil's lettuce. I mean, uh, come on. It's man. a it's it's a joke, Larry. But by the way, in in all seriousness, I do think Paul Felder is the best color commentator the UFC has right now, and he's replacing Joe Rogan on this internet. Like, yes. He's, he's got the call. I love so, it. By the way, guys, before I go into my my fight review, you know, you know, there are movies that whenever they're on, you've always got to like watch them. You know, like you always got to kind of tune in no matter where they are in the movie and movies like Blades of Glory and Dodgeball and and my cousin Vinny, like whenever they're on, you just got to tune into them. There's another movie like that. It's called The Heartbreak Kid. It's got Ben Stiller and Miley Ackerman in it. Um, And this is a movie where you have to watch the credits. And if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give too much away about the movie. But what's really interesting about it is. The best credit I have ever seen in a movie is somebody, some guy who was credited as being the donkey fluffer. Now, boy, his parents must be proud that he is a donkey fluffer. Um, But you got to watch the credits for the Heartbreak Kid. Anyway, doesn't Habib have a shirt that says if Samba was was easy, it would be jujitsu? It would be jujitsu, sure. Yeah, I I think that Habib has a shirt. I'm all over... um, um, Islam here, and and I don't know, like maybe you and I have a different definition of expensive. I think eight point four k is pretty sweet, personally. Um, I like I like the price on on Islam um, Islam here. Um, look, I'm gonna have shares of Chucky Olive in GPPs. Um, I'm not I'm not that crazy. Um, I've seen him um, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. You know, he's been hurt in each one of his last few fights. Um, you know, I, I I like Islam a lot here. I think he is, you know, the rightful champion. People are saying he's, you know, or at least he's better than Habib, perhaps. I guess time will tell. Um, I like him to get the win here. Would I be shocked if, if you know, if Chucky Olives won? No, of course not. But I do like Islam a fair bit here, and I'm going to give you my hot take um, once, you know, once we're done here. It's not going to be very sexy, but I think you could you could make some money off it. Um Give me Islam here. Um, like him in cash. Like him in GPPs. Um, have shares of Chucky. Great, great odds value. Um, not odds value. Great salary value. Um, you know, use both both fighters liberally if you're mass entering. But if you're playing one lineup, um, definitely put Islam in it. All right. Uh, it's time for hot takes, guys. Anybody in chat with a hot take, drop it here. Something unexpected could be DFS, could be fight related. Anything you've got. Um, while everybody queues up those, I will one final time remind you to go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all the premium content, no credit card required. Please like this podcast if you're watching on YouTube. Um, follow all those channels, iTunes on uh, YouTube, hit hit the subscribe button, all those places. Um appreciate that very much. Follow all of us on Twitter, all that usual good stuff. I know I skate through it sometimes, but please do do that. Um, it, it Small stuff makes a big difference to help us get out more places. We'll start with some hot takes. I feel like I want to go first this week 
because I think I said it earlier, give me Benil Dariush round one submission. What is that? What does that pay? Um, I'm going to find it real quick. Let's How do you not have that ready? Come on. I don't. I don't just because I, I'm typically typically I focus on DFS and I do my betting late. There we go. Let's see. What do you What do you think that pays? I was. I would say probably plus one fifty. Is it got it got to be? You want the submission or you want the exact method of victory? Uh, give me the exact method of victory. Oh, well, Benil Dariush just in round one period is nine thousand. Okay, in round one, yeah. Oh, that's oh, sorry, right. that's I'm sorry, I didn't mean plus one fifty. I didn't mean plus one fifty. I meant um, uh, Neil Dariush by submission, probably going to be something like three to one. Plus one thousand. Really, it's better than I would have thought. Plus one thousand. I, yeah. I think that's a lie. I, I'm going to have a. I'm going to have some shares of that. So I that like is that. that is the hot take for me this okay, week. I have my hot take here. Go so this it. is not a hot, super hot take. <laughs> However, Sean, Chris, come on. If I told you that you could wager $710.29 and win $2,000, and that means you get your bet back and you okay, win, win $2,000 by betting $710.29. I would say, would, damn, can I have $710.29? Who would not do that? And and all you have to do to, to win $2,000 I'm queuing this up. Go ahead. I'm ready. That's $710.29 in a parlay with TJ Dillashaw and Islam Makachev. Oh, that play that plays that pays plus 281. I said it, I said it wasn't gonna be very sexy, but I like two thousand dollars and I am gonna make that play. I'll post it up on Twitter. Seven hundred and ten dollars and twenty-nine cents to win two thousand. Crazy, 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 crazy. I'm on it. That's my hot take. Chris, who you got, and then we'll go to chat. Uh, well, I was going to do something that wasn't all that big, but since we're swinging for the fences here, I mean, not Joe, but I think you did. Um, Charles Oliveira is going to knock out Islam Makachev and put a stamp on the GOAT conversation of the lightweight division. It's not – it won't well, be – Even if he does that, he's not the GOAT. Yes, he is. Well, we can't have this debate now, but – He's, God, he's, people are so quick to call the current person the goat. It's just no, no, no. But I, it's not. But it's not just current. He's been like this forever. How long has it been now? And he's he's defended against tougher people in ma- unmasked than Habib has. Mm. I mean, come on. Well, guys, Jalen Smith just wiped out thirty percent of the field in the NBA tonight. Ah, okay. Sorry, I That's digress. Right. Um, look, we know Makachev. Uh, it, we if we get him to wait, too wait, long, hang on. The goat, the goat, oh, the goat cannot have lost three of four fights and four of six at one point in the U.S. Sure, he can. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Joe. Doesn't you know, make you the goat. No, no, no. Goat, goat, no, goat status. It doesn't matter. If, 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 it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Will Brooks sucking in the like choking and sucking every time he gets to the UFC, Oliveira would have got a pink slip. Okay, Oliveira would have cut. Well, that, that okay. just makes it all the more that just makes it all the more inspiring. Let's read, let's read some chat hot takes. I got a hungry child here. It's not about uh, okay. Um, He's not a child. He's in college. Order some pizza and then get daddy to give you money. Anyway, um, <laughs> Habib go now. Uh, we, have, anyway. we have a spicy one off the bat here. Let's see it. Juke fight is a draw. You. <laughs> I hate you. You know what? Like, I don't want. think that. What is the draw pay? Let's. 
I mean, probably I mean, like plus a thousand or something. Probably. No, it's usually isn't it usually like plus two thousand, twenty five hundred yeah, normal draw prop somewhere. Is in there? it? No, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll check. I'll get it. I'll get it. There, there's like a standard. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's usually it's like twenty to one, twenty two to one. What else to draw? Draw plus five thousand. Oh, five thousand. Wait, wait, that's, that's wait. Hold on, that's the Carol Hosta fight. Now let me, let me click oh. on this fight. I'm I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a dollar on that just because get, Corey, um, if 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 it comes in, I'll, I'll send you I'll send you a ten percent. I'm putting a dollar. On. Okay. Uh, before we go to the other hot take, do John's um, one more time. Fight start card starts at ten a.m. Eastern, guys. Ten a.m. Eastern. Main card is two yeah, p.m. Yeah. Do Eastern. not wait to the last minute to get your contests are already selling out on yeah, draft yeah. So do not wait. Like, don't think I'm going to get up at seven or eight and put and, and and reserve some contests. No, man. Contests are selling yeah. out now. Great sizing, DraftKings missed the ball. I know. They, anyway, totally, they totally blew it. Okay. Last one. I mean, I feel like non listened to my breakdown and just kind of said, oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah, the draw is 50 to 1 in the Chukagian fight as well. Ch- Chucky round two sub via Dars off the cage. I totally see it. Even though <laughs> I picked this one. It would be really like, good. I don't, I don't think anyone offers the method of sub, do they? Yeah, I can say he spiced it up a little bit at least. Yeah, I don't think anyone offers I said Dars or Anaconda, fine. I hope he Anaconda's in just the reverse arm and just to, just to mess with you, Nan. That's what I hope. All right, guys, that's what we got. I need to go. Joe needs to feed his college-aged child. How, how dare how dare you try and pawn? She came home to do laundry and, and pick up her, her and pick up uh, contact lenses from from the eye doctor. So the good old days. I miss yeah. those days when I can go home and get food. Yeah, laundry. Nice, huh? Enjoy it. No, we're, gonna, we're probably going to do something from DoorDash or Uber Eats. So. And I know Chris has got to turn around and watch a baseball game that is in commercial right now, but he's got to go watch that game. So. For all of you playing, good luck in those contests. We'll see you next time for 281, an event that I know I will be at. Joe hopefully will be there as well. Madison Square Garden. I don't know why every time I go to a fight I have to watch Israel Adesanya in a main event. I know. But I might throw some stuff this time. He's such a boring main event fighter, too. People were walking out in Vegas. I mean. Yeah, I was there. you you got to follow Doc Octagon on Twitter, and not not just because his his girlfriend is is super hot. (laughs) You got. He what goes to all the fights. He goes to all the fights, and he was showing people leaving. As his real was what Doc him. what Doc showed was accurate. He showed some of the escalators. A few people. Yeah. Yep. There was a stream of people leaving. It yeah. was. I was sitting in. The, I was sitting there. That's going, how boring Izzy fights are. You know. It was like, bad, bad, bad. Anyway, good luck in your contest, guys. Cash and stuff. Tag peace. us after you do. See you next time. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.